The DNR Report on KSON is brought to us by Capels Ace Hardware. We have fisheries biologist Brian Hayes in studio with us. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How's everybody? Doing great. Uh, good to talk to you here this week. Central Duck Zone, uh, Central Zone Duck Season opens today. Also, the goose season getting going in the South Zone. Yeah, that early season duck hunting starts north, works its way to Central, and then eventually will open that South Zone. And as a reminder, those zones are divided. Uh, the North Zone north of Highway 20, South Zone between Highway 20 and 92, and then that far south zone below Highway 92. So we open the, the central duck hunting in the central zone. That'll run through the 14th of October. Um, and uh, not seeing a lot of ducks here yet. Uh, I'm sure if you get to the wetland complexes or some of the uh, waterfowl management areas that the state takes care of, attempts to put water on, been difficult, year to put water on the landscape this year um, but as we do that uh, you get to there you've got to increase your odds of seeing uh, ducks but uh, the weather's been so nice it really hasn't pushed ducks into the area and then in the south zone below highway 92 that that goose season opens up and that the dates on that are the 8th through the 23rd um, and so there is a little bit of overlap with the goose season. Uh, the central zone and south zone are actually going to be both open this weekend. A um, little confusing, a little hard to track, but our duck hunters and our goose hunters are used to uh, variable seasons, changes in dates, um, even changes in limits mid-season actually occur with the, the duck and, and goose hunting. Um, it's all part of working with Fish and Wildlife Service in multi-states trying to do this balancing act so everybody gets a, pardon the pun, but everybody gets a shot at them. Get a shot, get an opportunity out there. Early muzzleloader season, that'll be coming up next weekend. Yeah, that early muzzleloader season, pretty popular season. Um, really the first gun season, I guess, if you will, uh, for deer. Um, I don't know if you Yesterday was just would have been an ideal day for early muzzleloader. Really cool in the morning. You know, we're, we've a low in the upper 30s, warming up through the day. Um, could you imagine being out uh, hunting deer with your muzzleloader in weather like that? And so hopefully when we open that early muzzleloader season on the 15th next Saturday, uh, we'll get days like that. So the season dates of the early muzzleloader, October 15th through the 23rd. Now, the, Bennett, this is a limited entry season. Only so many tags available for the early muzzleloader. Um, we kind of want to keep it. It's a primitive weapon season. Um, our modern muzzleloaders, however, are not really primitive weapons, so to say. But um, it is a considered a primitive weapon season. Um, and uh, by limiting the number of tags available, we keep it from becoming just a, another gun season where the deer get pushed around and uh, chased. So this is more designed for a solo hunt. Um, with the muzzleloader, you got one shot before you have to reload. Um, and so a lot of sitting, 
even hunting from stands like the bow hunters do, uh, some stalking of deer, uh, setting up and between bedding and feeding areas, like between bedding and maybe where the acorn trees are that they're feeding. Or uh, this year, there's going to be significant amount of crops harvested. Um, And so you could potentially hunt those field edges. So early muzzleloader. Um, Limited entry, a little over 7,000 tags available statewide. Uh, As we were recording today, I, I took a it took a peek and there was about 2,000 tags statewide left. So there's still an opportunity to pick up a tag and get into that early muzzleloader season for deer. Um, that tags in any sex uh, tag, so you can harvest that buck. Or um, if you're looking for table fare, the, the does are fair game too during the early muzzleloader season. Talking with Brian Hayes here on the Capitals Ace Hardware DNR Report. Brian, of course, is a fisheries biologist, but little did you know, he's also a CGE, Certified Grouse Expert, and that season started last weekend. I'd never heard that term before. Me either. Um, We don't talk about grouse, uh, maybe hardly ever, if ever, on this show, but um, there is a grouse season in Iowa, rough grouse season, Um, and... uh, that season actually opened up October 1st. It's limited to the far northeast part of the state, and that's where our rough grouse population is. Um, and if you look at the boundaries, um, won't mean much to the people around here, but you're east of Highway 63, north of 20, um, and then north of Highway 51. So it's really that far northeast part of the state. That's our driftless area. It's the same area that has trout. Um, and uh, so really mature timber up there. Uh, the timber is really diverse up there. There's there's hardwood maples. There's, of course, the, the whole variety of oaks. There's white pines, um, some poplar trees. It's just a really mix. And uh, it provides some grouse habitat. Um, my experience with grouse hunting began back in the late 80s. Um, started working for the DNR, and somebody said, let's go grouse hunting. It's October 1st. Well, there's nothing, no, no other seasons open. Okay, I'm game. Mm-hmm. And so we went out, we made a trip up there and hunted public ground. And uh, you walk the timbers, you walk the ridges, um, and... Uh, what I figured out is grouse. a successful grouse hunt is when you, you count the number of birds you flush or the number of beard, birds you hear fly away because they're flying through the timber and the brush. Most of the time you don't even see them. You just hear them take off. Mm. Um, but we did bag some grouse on some of those early hunts. Um, but the grouse population is not real strong. And in the nine years I spent working in Manchester, um, you can count on one hand how many grouse I saw. So by um, the late 90s, they were pretty much gone from that part of the state. Uh, it takes a lot of disturbance to maintain the grouse woods. I mean, you've got to go in and clear-cut some areas, uh, let them grow up into that brushy-type habitat, and uh, managing those forest areas and, and providing 
uh, grouse habitat was really labor intensive, so there wasn't a lot of it getting done. Um, but uh, some of it, um, and there's still a remnant population of grouse up there, uh, but not much, just not supporting much hunting. But it is a season that's open. Um, I've got a lot of cool memories from grouse hunting. Um, used to take my setter up there and uh, she would basically give me a warning because I could tell she was uh, getting birdie and so there'd be a, just a bit a little bit of a warning there before the grouse uh, took off and it, it helped uh, got some early season bird work with her by heading to those grouse woods in the far northeast corner of the state um, I wish that hunting would come back it's it's quite an experience beautiful scenery up there this time of year absolutely it's you don't even realize you're in Iowa when you get up there in that driftless area. Um, it's really eroded. The last advance of the glaciers missed that corner of Iowa, and so the ground is eroded down to bedrock, and that's why you have the, the trout streams in the springs because um, that exposed bedrock, uh, you get groundwater coming to the surface and producing those cold water streams. Um, so it's really a cool part of Iowa. You know, it's basically the upper Mississippi River, the Bluffs area. Um, it's worth a drive up there just for the scenery. And uh, I know a forestry section puts out um, fall color reports. And right now, that northeast corner of the state is, is in peak. Um, it's going to be a couple weeks before our fall colors peak down here in the southwest. So, um, And uh, there's quite a following uh, people heading to that northeast part of the state uh, to see those fall colors um, because with the diversity of the trees we talked about you know you get diversity in colors it's it's pretty cool uh, the hotels fill up there during the the peak of the the fall colors uh, places like Decorah, Wacon, uh, Lansing along the Mississippi River are all popular destinations for that kind of thing um, for us our best bets to get over to the Lus Hills, like Wabonsi State Park, um, in a couple of weeks to see peak colors in the Lus Hills. It's as close as we can come uh, without having to drive clear across the state. Excellent information on grouse. I learned something new today, so appreciate that. We're going to take a break and come back with a little fishing info on the Capels Ace Hardware DNR report. DNR report on the air on KSOM 96.5 FM. Capels Ace Hardware sponsoring the show. Fishing. Gosh, was biting like mad now that it's cooled off? It's improved, yeah. Um, the water temperatures have dropped a few more degrees, so we're still above 60. Um, but uh, the bite is, is improved. Um, I had a friend of mine from Ames, also a fellow DNR employee. He was... Um, he got tired of waiting for me to take him fishing. I, I seem to have too many projects going, I guess. Um, so he loaded up his kayak and came down, and I got a text from him. And, and the text said simply, Greenfield City Reservoir or Meadow Lake, which would you recommend? And I fired back, well, the water clarity is better at Meadow. Um, both of them have nice crappie populations. I'd try Meadow. And then I didn't hear from him for a couple hours. And the next picture I get is 20 crappies laid out on oh. his tailgate. So um, he picked the right one. Had a great day last week. 
uh, fish in Meadow Lake, so crappies mixed in with bluegills. I think you could do the same thing at Lake Anita. Um, there's that mix of crappies and bluegills is there. Um, Prairie Rose, I'm, I think I'm going to have to go get that report myself because I can't get a fishing report from Prairie Rose, but nice quality fish in Prairie Rose, of course. Um, and so another destination for fall crappie and bluegill fishing. Um, other than that, you know, the bass fishing improves as it cools off. Uh, tactics change for those bass fishermen. Um, our bass fishermen are still hosting a few tournaments. It's kind of their season-ending tournaments, those bass clubs. Um, and I'm sure those guys really enjoy those days on the water. Um, cooler temperatures, um, bright blue skies. So um, consider uh, a fall fishing trip if you're not heading to northeast Iowa to see the leaves and, and maybe a chance encounter with a rough grouse. The limit, by the way, is three grouse per day. And you reach that often when you used to go. Um, I did one time. Um, surprisingly enough and uh back at camp they said you better celebrate because that probably will never happen again wow. so it takes a lot of management to to maintain the grouse woods um our friends to the north in wisconsin and and uh minnesota um have a lot more grouse and that's usually the grouse destination for the bird hunters is minnesota and wisconsin DNR Report brought to us on KSOM by Kappels Ace Hardware.